up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Glock 9 Show. Thank you guys all for the recent reviews on Spotify and Apple. I greatly, greatly appreciate it. I know, and I hear you guys, uh, you know, you guys want more guests on the show. And that is probably the hardest part. It's probably the hardest part uh, of running this podcast is the guest issue. Uh, I have people who have already been on the show willing to come on again. And I'm about ready to start, you know, accepting, you know, their request to come back on, talk about different things. Uh, I just like, I try and, you know, I was trying to bring more and more people on, but it's so hard to, I've said this before, I've sound like a broken record, but it's so hard to get people to, when they accept to come on there, oh yeah, 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 let's go. And then you set up a time, hey, Saturday, you know, 2 p.m. or something like that. And then all of a sudden, you know, that day at like 9 a.m., they're like, hey, something came up and, you know, and then all of a sudden they're streaming a couple hours later and it's like, you just didn't want to do it. That's fine if you don't want to do it. But it's like being let on and having, you know, being excited to get a show done. And especially with the guests, because I feel like those are so much more fun. So, but it, it happens. But if you want to be a guest on the show, make sure you reach out to me, you know, Twitter, Instagram, um, my email, whatever. Reach out to me. We'll get you on. Uh, let me know what you guys want, what you want to talk about. If not, if you guys know someone that you would, you would like to have me talk to, even if I don't know them, Reach out to them for me. Ask them if they'd be willing to do a podcast with, with somebody and and then get in contact with me. Reach out to your friends. You know, I'm more than open to having people on here. And also, I'm actually very open to having people on here who have a difference of opinion. Those are always fun. So uh, today we're going to talk about uh, the PayPal policy that came out. It was a, um, you know, supposedly a mistake. I have two articles I'm going to read you here. We're going to kind of get into this. So. Uh, the, the article is called new PayPal policy. Let's company pull $2,500 as $2,500 from users accounts. If they promote misinformation, the article says a new policy update from PayPal will permit the firm to sanction users who ad- advance purported misinformation or present risks to users well-being with fines up to $2,500 per offense. The financial services company, which has repeatedly deplatformed organizations and individual commentators for their political views, will expand its, quote, existing list of prohibited activities on November 3rd. Among the changes uh, are pro- prohibitations on, quote, the sending, posting, or publication of any messages, content, or materials that, quote, promote misinformation or, quote, present a risk to user safety or well-being. Users are also barred from the promotion of hate, violence, racial, or other forms of intolerance that is discriminatory. The company's current acceptable use policy does not mention such activities. The uh, the Daily Wire reached out to PayPal for definitions of the added terms, although no response was received in time for this publication. Um, The policy applies to actions taken using PayPal's platform. Deliberations will be will be made at the sole dis- discretion of PayPal and may subject the user to damages, including the removal of twenty five hundred dollars debited directly from the PayPal account per offense. The company's user agreement contains a provision in which account holders acknowledge that the figure is quote presently a reasonable minimum estimate of PayPal's actual damages due to the administrative uh, cost of, of tracking violations and damage to the company's reputation. Quote, under existing law, PayPal has the ability as a private company to implement this type of viewpoint discrimination, discriminatory policy. Aaron Turr, a senior program officer at the Foundation of Individual Rights and Expression, explained to the Daily Wire, 
Quote, whatever motivation PayPal has for establishing these vague new categories of prohibited expression, they will also certainly have a severe chilling effect on user speech, as it as is often the case with ill-defined def, uh, and viewpoint discriminatory speech uh, codes. Those with unpopular or minority viewpoints will likely bear the brunt of these restrictions. The move comes days after PayPal canceled three accounts linked to Toby Young, uh, a commentator who runs a nonprofit called Free Speech Union. The organization has defended clients such as actor and comedian Russell Brand, who recently moved his show from YouTube to Rumble in reaction to censorship from the former platform. Roughly one-third of Free Speech Union members rely upon PayPal to process their membership dues, although the company gave no explanation to Young for the suspension beyond mentioning a breach of acceptable use policy. PayPal later restored the accounts after receiving criticism from lawmakers and apologized to Young for, quote, any inconvenience caused, according to a report from The Telegraph. Platforms such as Amazon, Twitter, and Facebook have formally censored conservatives and others who uh, subscribe to heterodox positions on controversial social issues, including transgenderism and homosexuality. GoFundMe seized millions in funds raised for trucker protests in Canada earlier this year, while Google recently began suppressing search results for crisis pregnancy centers. Um, quote, these kinds of policies are unwise, threaten free speech, and invite legal risks, Jeremy Tedesco said, Vice President of Corporate Engagement at Alliance Defending Freedom, told the Daily Wire. Quote, when companies apply policies to restrict the religious speech of their customers, they could uh, run afoul of pro, 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 uh, prohibition. Sorry, I thought I said probations. I can't read. Uh, afoul of prohibitions on religious discri uh, discrimination that exists in many state and federal laws. Pay PayPal has also sanctioned gays against groomers, a group that opposes the sexualization of children, as well as the evolutionary biologist Colin Wright and journalist Ian Miles Ch Chong. The company featured a rainbow-colored banner on its social media platform during the month of June, affirming that the platform is, quote, open for all. And PayPal UK still sports the banner. Whatever PayPal's intentions may be, censorship and chilling free speech is precisely the effect of these kinds of vaguely worded policies. Uh, we've seen social media companies use similar policies to stifle free speech on their platforms. We can expect a similar outcome with PayPal. Now, let me go back to something real fast. I never really talked about this, and a couple of you guys actually wanted me to talk about uh, this subject. So, Gays Against Groomers is a LGBTQ, whatever, um, gay organization. That, you know, they're, they're gay, but they're against grooming. And if I have to explain this again, I'm going to rip my hair out, but I'm going to anyways. I don't have any hair. Uh, grooming basically means... An older, an older person, basically grooming children, for, you know, basically pedophilia. And uh, so it's called Gays Against Groomers, and it's been shut down like on other social media platforms. And it's like, why is that a bad thing? Why is it bad to shut down um, groomers? Why is it bad to even say groomers? Why is it, why is it bad to say that you're against pedophilia? And, and this is a conversation I, I, you know, I've had with multiple people, and I've said it on this show. That I am not against gay people. You know, this is one of those, I have gay friends moments, you know. <laughs> no, I have nothing against gay people. And the people I know that are gay know that I don't agree with the lifestyle, but you're free to do as you wish. Uh, but there was a comment that I made to somebody uh, years ago. I mean, this is years ago. I was probably, you know, early 20s when I said, you know, that, that it was, I think it was when the whole love is love thing started. And the commercial I remember is the one where they like, had the two people go behind 
uh, an x-ray machine and kiss or whatever and all you see is two skeletons and they come out it's a it's a guy and a girl and then they come out again it's a guy and a guy come out again it's a girl and a girl right and it was like oh well you can't tell love is love love is love love has no bounds and i made the comment you know uh what's going to happen in the future when someone says oh age is nothing but a number i could be 45 and date a 12 year old now, obviously, that's, a, that's an extreme example, but also what happens, oh, I love my dog so much, I should be able to marry my dog and have sex with it. You know, and I'm not saying that as like, hey, you know, don't let people be gay. People aren't allowed to be gay, but it was like, it was just one of those questions I had, like, well, well when, you know, eventually it's going to pop up. And people said it didn't, but I'll talk about that a little later. But I just thought it was funny they, that the article threw in the whole gays, gays against groomers, and I'll, I'll, I'll talk about them in, in a little bit. But continue this PayPal story. They came out with another article uh, after like a two, two days. It says, PayPal says policy to find customers for misinformation was an error. Uh, PayPal Holdings Incorporated said on Monday it will not find users for misinformation and an earlier policy update that said customers could, could have to pay $2,500 in damages was sent in air. Shares of the San Jose, California-based company were down nearly 6% after the update, which PayPal said included incorrect information, sparked intense backlash on social media over the weekend. PayPal is not finding people for misinformation, and this language was never intended to be inserted in, in our policy. We're sorry for the confusion that this has caused, a spokesperson for the company said. According to several media reports last week, PayPal had published a policy update prohibiting customers from using its services for activities identified as sending, posting, publication of any messages, content, or materials promoting misinformation. I'm going to skip a little bit of this. I'm not spending the whole podcast talking and reading the same thing I just read. PayPal's former president, David Marcus, slammed the policy in a tweet on Saturday saying the new policy goes against everything I believe in. A private company now gets to decide to take your money if you say something they disagree with. It's insanity, Marcus said. Uh, Elon Musk, the billionaire uh, from Tesla, um, who co-founded co PayPal, um, tweeted, agreed, replying to Marcus's tweet. PayPal's clarification was earlier reported by Bloomberg's News. So they're backpedaling. And why are they backpedaling? Hmm. This might have something to do with it. PayPal falls after the weekend blowback over misinformation policy that would fine users $2,500. PayPal stock fell 6% on Monday following the company's botched acceptable use policy update. Uh, PayPal stock fell as much as 6% on Monday after the company botched the rollout of an acceptable use policy that uh, included big fines for promoting misinformation. The new acceptable use policy expanded the company's list of prohibited activities on its platform to include, quote, this, I'm not going to read that. Users that violated the policy uh, would have been subject to $2,500 fine that PayPal would automatically de debit from their account. Uh... But the updated policy created a firestorm on social media over the weekend with several former PayPal employees weighing in, criticizing, including PayPal co-founder Elon Musk. I'm not going to. I just read that. Uh, PayPal immediately rolled back the policy update to exclude the new misinformation policy. The company told media outlets it's, it's not finding people and it went out by mistake. Uh, despite PayPal's about face, the damage is already done. Elon Musk responded with the agreed comment that I just said before. As the backlash grew, so so did calls to delete your PayPal and Venmo account in protest. And boycott PayPal trended on Twitter for t over 24 hours. PayPal's stock decline on Monday adds to its Friday decline of 4%. The stock is down more than 50% year-to-date and is down 72% from its record high. 
So obviously, I don't have the exact number of what they lost with all the stocks being down, but it's it's pretty it's a pretty hefty price. I'll tell you that right now. Uh, it, it is slowly has gone back up. It's gone back up a little bit, but as of Friday, it was at a high of 94.42 cents, and as of today, it's down to eighty point three two. It's over fourteen dollars down per share. And uh, I'm not going to get into whole stocks and everything. That is very, very bad, which is also why they pushed it back. But the thing is, you're getting into this, um, you're getting into this dangerous territory. And I've talked about this millions and millions of times about free speech. And who is PayPal to sit there and say that if you put, basically, if you put something out there that you may have heard, you may have heard from, you know, somewhere, hey, I, you know, I heard this. I don't you know. It's like you may not know it's true or not, but they they deem it as misinformation. They want to fine you twenty five hundred dollars, and if you look more into it, it's not just the money in your PayPal account. They could have fined you from your debit card on the account, like that. That's as far as it would go. As far as as far as the policy would go, it wasn't just what was in your account. It would literally be debited off of your your um, debit card or whatever card you have on file or bank account for misinformation, which is absolutely insane. You're going to take money from people for misinformation. And you know, in reality, let's say they did do this, right? This is what I was thinking about. I was talking about this with a buddy of mine. Let's say they did do this and you started finding people a bunch of misinformation. Well, you remember the Hunter Biden laptop that was supposedly misinformation? Uh, turns out two years later, it was 100% true and it's proven true. Um, you'd be facing a crap ton of freaking lawsuits in a couple years. You know, the same thing where during during COVID, it was, oh, misinformation this, disinformation that. This is the, you know, now here we are in October of 2022, and we're finding out that all of us, you know, tinfoil hat wears conspiracy theorists in the end of 2020 were all right from the beginning. You know, and obviously you get swept under the rug. You're not going to see it on the news every night. You're not going to see it all over social media because it's suppressed. Obviously, you can, but, you know, I, I highly recommend you go look at, like, just straight up the CDC website for the things that they've talked about how ineffective the vaccine is, how masks never helped, how we should have never had a single lockdown. It made everything worse. Uh, everything we were saying at the end of 2020 came true, and that's not That's not you know defeatable. So in reality, everyone that's still saying you should be wearing your mask and getting boosted, sh should you be fined for misinformation? You know, I'm, I'm going to say no. That's not my viewpoint. But by their... Their definition, you know, that's probably what they would lean to is people who think the latter uh, should be fined, you know, should be fined that much money uh, for their opinion or something that they believe, you know, so it's it, it, and then they get to decide what's misinformation, what's not. That's, you know, like we talked about the. Oh, uh, what was the Ministry of Truth that the White House is trying to open up like a, gov a government agency or whatever that can go on the internet and, de and decide what is truth and what's not. So basically whatever, the, whatever the president says cannot be refuted now. Uh, and that was nipped in the butt real quick when everyone was like, no, 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 no. This ain't going to happen, dude. This ain't, we're not going to allow this to happen. <laughs> you know? So it's a very dangerous territory when, when companies like PayPal of all people are going to try and are going to try and get involved in stuff like this and, 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 you know, dictate, you know, what you can and can't say, what you can and cannot believe, you know? So it's, it's one of those things for me where I sit there and I, I nowadays 
pay very close attention to who who in the background owns companies that I do business with, who who in the who not who's the face of the company, who is the background, who 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 ultimately owns the company, and you know it's it's just one of those it's one of those things where I sit there and go, man, we're living in a dark time. Uh, for example, like I said, I'll get into this whole uh, gaze against groomers. Um, I, it's a very irritating thing, but. So this is from advocate.com. It's a, the title of the article it says uh, Google bans anti-trans hate group uh, gays against groomers. Technology companies have fell under pressure for months to stop enabling the spread of anti-transgender hate and tra- targeting LGBTQ plus people by online trolls. As a result, as a result of terms of service violations, a popular anti-trans hate group was banned from a major internet service for the second time this week. Gays against groomer founded by F- Florida uh, political operative, uh, uh, Jaime Mitchell, who identifies as gay, was banned from using Google subscriber services late Tuesday evening, the group said on social media. Shortly after Mitchell appeared on Tucker Carlson's Fox News program to complain that the far, uh, to the far-right pundit about the news that Venmo and PayPal had banned the group, uh, Gays Against Groomer took to Twitter. Although Mitchell and Carlson discussed being banned from utilizing the platform to collect funds for, the, for, for use in his hate campaigns, uh, Gays Against Groomers tweeted out about... Uh, about now being banned from Google as well. You notice as I'm reading this article exactly where, like, what their opinion is. Uh, they said on Twitter, breaking, after being banned on, uh, by PayPal and Venmo less than 24 hours ago, we just got banned by Google. Big Tech is coordinating a massive attack on our organization for trying to protect children. This is insane. The account has been tweeting nearly nonstop for the past day, calling for its followers to boycott the companies that are holding the group accountable for the vitriol it has generated towards lgbtq plus communities educators and doctors who support transgender kids gays against groomers continues uh, to maintain a donor box account donor box is a fundraising plat- platform popular with nonprofit organizations the company boasts clients like code for america habitat for humanity and make a wish uh, the advocates inquiry with donor box on the stat- status of uh, gays against groomers as a plat- platform client went unanswered the advocate uh, also reached out to Google for comment on banning the group, but did not hear back. A spokesperson for Habitat for Humanity provided the advocate with a statement that reads, in part, I can confirm that DonorBox is neither a vendor for a co- for or corporate partner of Habitat for Humanity International, and then links to the organization's statements on diversity, e- uh, equity, and inclusion. Again, you see how obvious, like, where they're, where they're leaning on here. Uh, so... Like, you know, on the same topic of PayPal, Venmo, basically, what gay, I, I'm going to point out what Gays Against Groomers is. So you can easily go to their website, which I wish I had this on a live stream or a uh, YouTube. I'm, I'm not even going to get started on that whole topic of me on YouTube. Uh, but if you look up Gays for Groomers on Google, their website does not pop up. None of their social medias pop up. You literally have to go to gaysagainstgroomers.com to see this. Um, you go to the about section of Gays Against Groomers, it says gay, Gays Against Groomers is a coalition of gay people who oppose the recent trend of indoctrinating, sexualizing, and medicalizing children under the uh, under the guise of LGBTQIA+. Jeez, it keeps getting longer. Every time I see this, LG, it started as like LGB, and then it was like LGBT, then LGBTQ, then LGBTQ+, and now it's LGBTQIA+. Like, why don't you just put the whole ABCs in there with the plus symbol at the end? Uh, anyways, 
Our community that once preached love and acceptance of others has been hijacked by radical activists who are now pushing extreme concepts onto society, specifically targeting children in recent years. The overwhelming majority of gay people are against what the community has transformed into, and we do not accept the political movement pushing their agendas in our name. Gays Against Groomers directly opposes the sexualization and indoctrination of children. This includes drag, drag queen story hours, drag shows involving children, the transitioning and medicalization of minors, and gender theory being taught in the classroom. The activists, backed by school boards, government, woke media, and corporations have been speaking on our behalf for too long. When fighting for equality, our goal was to successfully integrate ourselves into society but now these rad radicals aim to restructure it entirely in order to accommodate a fringe minority as well as seek to indoctrinate children into their ideology we are saying no there are millions of gays within the community that want nothing to do with this alphabet religion and join the fight with parents and concerned people everywhere to protect children. We also aim to return sanity and reclaim the community we once called our own. The gay community is not monolith th those those pushing this agenda do not represent or speak for us all nor do we want to be associated with them in any way what we are witnessing is mass scale child abuse being perpetrated on an entire generation we will no longer sit by and watch it happen it is going to take those of us from within the community to finally put an end to this insanity and that's exactly what we're going to do what in there what in there I, that i could find an issue with i you know, for example, I'm going to read the third paragraph right here again. Gays Against Groomers directly opposes the sexualization and indoctrination of children. Check. This includes drag, sh drag queen story hours. Check. Drag shows involving children. Check. The transitioning and medicalization of minors. Check. And the gender theory being taught in the classroom. Check. Everything right there is, is, is exactly what it should be. For example, I've done shows on here before about the drag show that was in, that was in I believe it was Dallas, where you literally had children on stage with half-naked drag queens, uh, like, shaking their butts. And these kids were, like, eight or nine years old. How is that appropriate? You know, ha you know for example, I don't know if I really got into this before about this whole, um, you know, with, with minors wanting to transition at such a young age at 18 years old you nowadays in most states you can't even buy cigarettes you have to be 21 to smoke cigarettes now you have to be 21 year old to drink you have to be 18 years old to, to go into the army or the military uh you have to be 18 years old you know to do it to do anything to be legally adult you you are officially you know, my dad told me my 18th birthday you are now the state's problem i am no longer his problem um you have to be 18 to vote but here we are, and we're trying to allow children at 7, 8, 9, 10 years old to decide what their gender is, and they want to have, like, life-altering surgery, and we're allowing this? Like, I don't see any any, any way that this is even, should be even acceptable. I, it, it makes no sense to me. Like, my son. My son's about to be 8 years old uh, in January. If my son came to me and told me he was a girl, I would say, you yeah, know, you are not. You are not a girl. And I would tell him that all the way until he's 18. And if he still feels that way, now you're you're not my problem anymore. The state's problem. You do what you want. You can't get tattoos till you're 18. You can't get you know you're, you can't get piercings without parental consent until you're 18 years old. So, but you can you you can have other kind of surgeries. I'm not even going to get into as a seven, eight, nine, ten year old, thirteen year old, even that. You know, a a a young female who is developing in the chest. 
is trying to, at 13 years old, have them removed, surgically removed, and they don't just grow back at 13 years old, and you can't even go get your ears pierced without your parents' permission in most states. You can't go, you can't go get tattoos until you're 18 years old, even with parents' permission, but you can remove your breasts. It, it doesn't make sense the, the, you know, where this whole thing is going. You know, we go back to the whole teaching aspect of it and leaving it out of classrooms. I've talked about this so many times. I'm going to be very brief on this. Number one, I'm so happy my, my kids are homeschooled, especially in this day and age. When you go to school, you should be learning math, history, science, and, you know, that's the main, you know, the main subjects in school. And then obviously when you start going to high high school, you have woods class, cooking, whatever, right? But again, I had sex ed, sex ed in fifth grade, which I think is a little early, uh, personally. But my parents had to sign a permission slip. Either yes, I can go to class. If they say no, then you go to a different class and work on other stuff while the other kids are in sex ed. Now obviously kids are going to talk amongst each other. But nowadays, especially in California, parents don't have a choice. And if you're in public school, your kid is going to learn about sex. They're going to learn about gay sex. They're going to learn about transgenderism now. And that is a subject where in fifth or sixth grade, now they're trying to teach it in fourth and third. Um, kids don't even know they're interested in the other sex. They, they, they're not even, they're not even like paying attention. Most kids don't even have crushes at that age. Some do. But it doesn't belong in the classroom. And I've already talked on this podcast about... Um, the library books that they were finding in school libraries and how did they get in there and all this other stuff. So the whole topic of this is because we've seen so many different movements come along in the last, yeah, frick man, it's been like seven or eight years. I think when it really started happening was, um, that kid that was killed by that off duty security guard or whatever, uh, the kid Trayvon Martins, when I, I truly remember all these little, movements and social media stuff and uh you know in reality and i've never talked about that in the show i think trayvon martin you know it's a tragic story uh there's many things i mean I, this is a long podcast i could do but it's old news but trayvon martin did not deserve to get killed whatsoever not like you know i i don't think you know obviously doesn't matter if he wasn't normal in that neighborhood or what he had his hood on who cares uh, the dude that killed him, I can't remember his name, was told by police to not confront him. Yes, Trayvon Martin jumped out of the bush, like jumped out from behind a bush and beat the f out of this dude. Understandably so, but if you're going by the law, um, technically Trayvon Martin had no marks on him other than a bullet wound from close range as he was beaten on this man. Uh, so if you are ruling it in court, whether you agree that the guy should have been following him or not, should have backed off what the police told him to in reality, it was self-defense and it's a really, really crappy situation the way the law works. But, um, anyhow, it's not important. Uh, but all these movements started coming up and then obviously the most political one I've been very, very vocal about because even the people who originally started the very first movement of this, uh, don't even support it anymore because it's been basically infiltrated, infiltrated by you know, political leaders and it's used for uh, politics is Black Lives Matter. And I've, I've been very vocal about this. Uh, it's now coming out about all the money that, uh, you know, that has been stolen from the organization. You know, just, just last month in September, 
This one came out. It's called. It's, it's labeled Black Lives Matter leader stole $10 million from organization. A top leader in the Black Lives Matter Global Network Foundation was accused in a lawsuit filed this week for stealing millions of dollars from the organization through a scheme of fraud misrepresentation. The lawsuit filed in Los Angeles County Superior Court on Thursday by Black Lives Matter grassroots accused uh, Shalomia? Uh, Shalomia Bowers, one of the three members of the group's board of directors, of stealing more than $10 million from the far-left activist group for his own uh, personal use. Los Angeles Times noted that Black Lives Matter Global Network Foundation raises funds through donations that are distributed to Black Lives Matter Grassroots, which is, quote, the umbrella organization for the local chapters of the group. The lawsuit pinned federal and state-level investigations into the group on Bowers' alleged actions accusing him of using the group's funds as a personal piggy bank and causing the group uh, irreparable harm in the mere matter months. Uh, while BLM uh, leaders and movement workers were on the street risking their lives, Mr. Bowers remained in his cushy offices devising a scheme of fraud and misrepresentation to break the implied, uh, in fact, contract between donors and Black Lives Matter, the lawsuit said. Bowers and the Black Lives Matter Global Network Foundation Board of Directors claimed that those who filed the lawsuit were effectively racist, uh, <laughs> quote, they would rather take the same steps of our white oppressors and utilize the criminal legal system, which is uh, propped up by white supremacy, the same system they say they want to dismantle to solve, solve movement disputes, the organization said. Bowers was hired by Marxist Black Lives Matter co-founder Patrice Coolers in 2020, the year of George, the George Floyd riots, to help raise money for the group. Uh, Kohler's announced last May that she was resigning from the group amid controversy and widespread criticism over the violent riot riots that broke out across the U.S. in 2020. The group's extreme ideas and controversy over Kohler's lavish lifestyle, which included buying, quote, four high-end homes for $3.2 million in the U.S. alone. Uh, Kohler's claimed that critici criticism from... Detractors did not factor in her design to resign, adding those were right-wing attacks that tried to discredit my character. I don't operate off of what the right thinks about me. After Kohler stepped down, the mother, uh, Tamir Rice, Brianna Bri uh, Taylor, and others lashed out, accusing both Black Lives Matter and Kohler's of using their children's death to raise money, but failing to pass the money on back to the families in need. This is not new. Uh, this is a uh, you know been happening for a couple of years now. So right here I have the actual copy uh, of their 990 tax form from 2020. Their total revenue in just that year alone, uh, from July 1st, 2020 to June 30th, 2021, was almost 80 million dollars i'm literally staring at the document right here you can find it on blacklivesmatter.com um 79 million six hundred forty-four thousand eight hundred and twenty-three. and the best question you can ask is where did that money go 80 million dollars just about 80 million dollars you made in a year a year that's not including what they made after June 2021, that's just in, in, in a year. It, it doesn't, you know, where, where did you, where did this money go? Where is it at? Where, where do you see it in the neighborhoods? Where do you see it? Uh, like they were saying, Brianna Taylor and other, other people's uh, kids and families that need the help were not assisted. They were not give, given anything. 
but you were using them to, or their families or their, their dead relatives, uh, to, um, so, you know, ask for money. I've said this about this organization for a long time. When it first popped up, I, it didn't bother me. Like, I didn't think anything of it. I was like, okay, do your own movement, you know. Uh, but all of a sudden, like, after, you know, you start realizing, and maybe you'll notice that I say this, why do you only hear or see, see of this group during election years? Like, when Donald Trump was running in 2016, they were on the news every day. It was, it looked like, white police officers were killing black males every single day and there was constantly riots there's constantly protests there's co they were all always on the news always on your social media feed as soon as donald trump gets in there it's like they disappeared for a while right it's like they disappeared for a while then they showed back up in 2020 more than, like stronger than ever because of george floyd and then as soon as joe biden was officially elected They've, they've been gone for what, a year and a half now? You don't hear from them. It's like white cops just decided, hey, let's finally stop killing black people. It's like they literally disappeared. You know, you don't hear from them. They're very silent. You don't see protests all over the place anymore. You don't even see stories of a white police officer killing a black person. Like you don't, like, it's just like, it's gone now. It was, a, it was almost a daily thing or a weekly thing. And now it's just stopped. And it's because it has stopped being pushed in your face all over social media. It's been stopped being pushed in your face all over the news because they, they can't use it anymore. They already got what they wanted out of it. For example, next month in November, we have the midterms coming up for many states, which is why this year, sorry, new water. That's why this year alone, you've had so much stuff happen. You had... You had uh, Roe v. Wade. You had everybody fighting about this whole transgender thing. You've had this whole pronoun thing. You've had uh, just all these little different movements just to get everybody on their side. We had, you had they used the school shooting in Texas to get you to go against guns. Uh, <clears throat> election years are all full of propaganda just to get your emotions going and vote at the ballot box. That's why I'm surprised we haven't seen Black Lives Matter. But I think they overdid it last time they were they were out there in 2020. <clears throat> Sorry. When you literally had to sit there for the summer of 2020 while you're trapped in your homes, literally watching people burn down cities. It was like, all right, let's take a back seat for a little bit. Let's 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 like, you know, kind of get quiet for just a little bit. You know? I, I can only imagine how much they've made that we don't know about in the in the other years. Um you actually look at the Black Lives Matter website, you can go to their transparency center where they have the 990 form and then just go down a little bit longer where it says um, their balance sheet. So remember, they made $80 million. And then when you go over here to their balance sheet at the end of 2021, they have 26 million in the bank and 145,000 in other assets. Total current assets 26,100,000. Wow, there's a <clears throat> there's a lot missing. You know, where did, where did that money go? <clears throat> there's about 52 million dollars missing. In just a few short months too. <clears throat> this is for December of 2021, but at the end of end of June 2021, you were at 79 million 
and now you're only at 26 million but where did the money go you know and i don't see that anywhere on their website i don't see what they spent their money on who they gave money to what they're trying to do but there has been stories of uh, obviously Black Lives Matter leaders taking money, buying themselves houses, buying themselves cars, buying all this stuff. That money was not for you. This is supposed to be a nonprofit, you know? And it, it's it's crazy to me uh, that people don't see this and they're still being, being deceived by stuff like this. <clears throat> you know, obviously, you know, Black Lives Matter, duh. But when, you know, this political movement and I'm going to say it's a fraud movement, you know, you're just trying to tug on people's heartstrings, get them to donate money to you. You've had many celebrities donate. I don't even think that's all the money that they gave because I know, I remember seeing a story of a celebrity giving Black Lives Matter like $5 million alone. So, you know, there's some other donators on the background that they're not there. I don't think they're filing. That's just my personal opinion though. I have no proof of that. That's sorry, PayPal. It might be misinformation. It's just my opinion. It's not misinformation. It's an opinion. Okay, PayPal. You know, I did take my cards off of PayPal. I still have a PayPal account. Uh, I just don't have my cards linked to it. I would, I would just put them back on there to uh, transfer money out and then take them off again. Cause I'm not, I'm not playing that crap. So I want to read you guys a, a a series of tweets from Black Lives Matter. Um, and this kind of shows kind of where we're going on this whole. Thing through Gaze Against Groomers, PayPal, Venmo, Black Lives Matter. So, <clears throat> Candace Owens, who works for the Daily Wire, created a documentary about Black Lives Matter. Who's she? You know, Candace Owens, in case you didn't know, is black and ha- has very um, <clears throat> has has been very vocal about this organization for years. Well, she's releasing a docu- <clears throat> documentary about all the stuff that I just basically talked about. So I, I suggest you look it up. Just look up Black Lives Matter, Candace Owens, and you'll probably find the video. I have not watched it yet, but I've seen the preview and it's really good. Black Lives Matter tweeted out, <clears throat> dude, I'm having an issue tonight, man. I need more water. My throat's dry. It says, today or someday soon, Candace Owens will release a... Um, purported documentary that will attempt to further divide black people and up and uplift white supremacy from what we've seen we know there will be lies hateful speech racism homophobia and or transphobia embedded in her work which blm gnf does not condone i don't know what's with these guys in the alphabet dude i swear to god um as a community we are experiencing an attack on black freedom fighting which is uh part of centuries-long machine uh, meant to terrorize and dismantle black liberation. We must push uh, back against any false information regarding the Black Lives Matter Global Network Foundation with, with clear accessible data. <clears throat> As reported on the most recently filed IRS form, 99, uh, form 990, less than 10% of BLM GNF's budget was used for operating costs, which demonstrates the foundation's efficiency. The IRS Form 990 also reports the BLM GNF distributed more than 33% of the total dollars raised, which means that $25 million in grants and other assistance have been given in approximately 50 different black-led organizations. As misinformation and disinformation begin swirling online, please keep Transparent Center saved. Uh, abolitionism is one of the greatest social movements in history. We will not be uh, deterred, intimidated, or distracted from that work, both from internal and external attempts to tear us down. We will continue investing in our community to turn the moral tide of the world against uh, policing, jails, prisons, violence, 
We will continue to ensure the narratives around the globe are as abolitionist, uh, abolitionist and black as possible. We will continue to create structures that allow the fullness of black joy to be experienced. And by reading all the comments that are under their, their, um, their whole entire post, too late for all the black, uh, back, backpedaling, it's over. This comment section shows that little faith we have left in you. Y'all had a chance to make a real difference, but then y'all became corrupted by greed and sold out to the very same people you were supposed to help. <clears throat> Sorry, someone's calling you out for embezzling their $80, $80 million. Uh, trash organization, wasting people's donations. Um, all you do is profit on dividing people. <clears throat> this is crazy. They are getting ripped apart. <clears throat> Jesus. See, one thing I want to point out uh, about this whole thing that I've seen is it has nothing to do with Candace Owens, has nothing to do with uh, any documentaries I watch, is the cities that these people protested in and riots started. And yes, I do believe that a lot, of, a lot of these protests started off peaceful and there were professional instigators there, but it was never, um, <clears throat> it was never, you know, demonized or, you know, apologize for nothing these riots happened in predominantly black neighborhoods they were black owned businesses that were destroyed um and black lives matter never gave a you know any money to rebuild those neighborhoods that were destroyed by your movement you know those businesses you know some of them had to close for goods they couldn't afford to uh, wait for the insurance to pay for the damages some of those cities are still torn down today and never came he never came back to life you know, again, this is a political movement. It's been infiltrated. I think, um, you know, one of the quotes I, I remember from a long time ago, I can't remember exactly who said it, but it said, be careful of political supporters. They're not really there to support you. They're there to infiltrate and take over your movement. That is why the most of the original people who founded Black Lives Matter in Oakland, California, have actually stepped away from the organization because they saw what it became. You know, with buying mansions, buying cars and stuff for themselves. They've been caught. This is all public knowledge. This is not made up stories this is um <clears throat> this is not uh you know something that people are making up and again you you see the terminology they're using misinformation disinformation that's like to me that's like the ultimate cop-out when i start seeing you uh claiming misinformation disinformation and stuff like that it's been proven that it ends up being true obviously it keeps happening so i'm not buying into the crap you know, I have not seen Candace Owens' documentary, but I will be watching it. One one movie or documentary you should go watch is actually uh, What is a Woman by Matt Walsh. Absolutely freaking hilarious. You might have heard it on Joe Rogan. It is absolutely hilarious uh, because Matt Walsh lets them do the talking pretty much and just shows how crazy some of these people are and what they think and believe and they, how they cannot defend it. You know, and... Um, you know, for example, there's a clip out there I love where they said, uh, anyone could be a woman. <clears throat> Who am I to define what womanhood is? And he goes, what, what hood is? And he goes, woman. Well, what's a woman? That's not for me to, 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 to decide. A woman should, you know, be able to define what womanhood is. But what is a woman? <clears throat> and then they just sit there with a blank stare on their face. And it's absolutely hilarious. You gotta go check it out. Uh, what is a woman by Matt Walsh? I apologize for constantly clearing my throat. I, I don't know what's going on. Having an, an issue tonight, but uh, you know that's it for me tonight, guys. I'm gonna end this early because of the issue I'm having. But make sure you guys look into all these stories for yourself and figure out what's misinformation, disinformation, and what's truth to you. <laughs> um, obviously, there's a lot going on today. 
to today's. Jeez, I'm God, I'm so out of it tonight, guys. I'm sorry. Uh, there's a lot going on nowadays. You gotta pay attention to. So make sure you do your own research, make your own thoughts. Anyways, guys, that's all for me. If you enjoyed this episode, make sure you share it with a friend. This is the greatest way to help this podcast grow. You can find us on all major podcasts from Apple, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Pandora, and many more. If you're on Apple or Spotify, make sure you guys go to leave a review. I don't care if you give us a one-star review because you think, think I suck. A review is a review, and I greatly appreciate it. Until next time, guys, stay safe, stay blessed. I'll see you in the next episode. Peace!